0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall, And we are here to lift your soul today. Bring your soul to work and bring it everywhere. As a matter of fact, it's housed in that physical body of yours and it takes a beating some days, some weeks, some years, some decades. <laughs> We're at the beginning of a brand new decade and usually... When we begin a new year, and especially a new decade, there's all sorts of compelling motivation to craft plans. So today we're going to talk about how your plans are going. I'm going to talk to you a little bit, just a little bit, about why those plans may have gotten derailed. And then I'm going to talk to you in 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 very strong ways about why plans are great, why you need to get your plans going and hopefully motivate you to take yourself up to the next level. If you're following my work, thanks so much for tuning in. And I love, love, love to have my regular listeners tune in. If you'd like to join me for any type of coaching, a a discussion, a question, feel free to call in today at 816-251-3555. And If you are new to my work, I'm Coach Mo. I spent 30 years grueling up the corporate ladder from a nursing career to a top healthcare executive in a really big, really corporate-y company. Um, Had a blast doing it, learned a lot of things, and uh, learned how to bring my soul back to life after being scolded, pounded, passed over, sexually harassed, uh, fired, ostracized, downsized everything that could go the wrong way in a career I've experienced it and I found ways to navigate and always come out better one of the things that was true in my corporate career and is even more true now that I am a coach and I run a business being a business owner is a different responsibility than being a chief operating officer of a over 300 million dollar company it's a very very different sport it requires a lot of different skills and talents and responsibilities but one of the things that has stayed true to me in all of my years of adulthood and I started this actually in high school setting goals wanting to do or be something at the next level, the next tier, I wanted my life always to be moving forward. Don't ask me why. I, I just felt at a very young age this eagerness to to do the next thing, to do more, to be better in sports, to learn how to draw, to run faster, to, I mean, you name it. I've been setting goals and wanting more out of life since I was a very young Girl. And through my entire life so far, that's panned out pretty darn well. Things changed for me when I graduated from college and read my first Wayne Dyer book. Um, I didn't know you could think differently. I didn't know you had choices on thinking in a different, new, inspired, positive way. I just thought that your thoughts were your thoughts. I didn't know you could control them manage them i just didn't know that as a young 20 21 year old i've spent the last over 40 years figuring out how to do a better job with that and there's a lot of reasons why it's important for us to get a hold of our thoughts and our feelings, I'm not saying to ignore them or to repress them, certainly just the opposite. When we are living in awareness, we are actually able to navigate the natural parts of human experience in a more empowering way. If we are not living in awareness, we are gonna be hypnotized into our subconscious default programming. And what that looks like is a lot of negative thought, feeling energy is going to be populating, polluting and adding toxins into not only our soul, but into our body. It starts in the soul first and then eventually the soul gets really sick and tired of taking it and it starts to send messages to us through our body. That's how this whole human contraption works. Your soul can only take so much beating and battering. And for most of us human beings, we do it to ourselves. This is why goal planning and setting a vision for who we want to be is so important. Because without a vision of something more, we're not going anywhere. Sort of like sitting in your car, and you 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 want to go to work because... You wanna make the money and perhaps you actually might even have fun or enjoy doing what you do for work. It's as if you don't turn on your car to get anywhere. So setting a goal, setting an intention is just like knowing where you're driving your car. Doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. But the problem with so many people is they don't know where they're going. And if they have an idea, perhaps this is you, if you have an idea where you're going, maybe you don't know that you either can get there or how to get there. So what happens is you may not be taking action consistent with where you want to go. And like many human beings, at the beginning of the year or at the beginning of a decade or the beginning of the month or sometimes the beginning of the week, Monday rolls around. You're like, this week, this month, this year, I'm going to do it differently. You might have an idea where you want to go. But if you don't have a big enough motivational force inside to break through the usual and customary ways that you live your life, you're not going to change direction. You're just not going to. So you have to have not only the vision and direction, which is the goal. But you have to have a big enough reason why to get there. Why would you turn your car on in the morning and go to work if you didn't have a whole lot of reasons to go there? Now, you may be saying to me, Mo, I have a whole lot of reasons not to go. But I must go because I want to feed my family and pay my bills. And I don't want to quit my job. I don't want to be that person. So I get that. So you drive yourself to work even if you're in a whole lot of pain about that work because the must-go, the must-do is the thing driving. Not the heart-filled, soul fold version of you that says, yeah, this is going to be a good day. Sometimes that's how goals go. They die on the vine because we don't have a must or a big enough why. So the goal just plops down onto the ground, not even anything done about it because there wasn't enough motivational juice to hold your attention and to cause you to take action. This is why there's so many people out there being like the anti-goal setting people. They're saying, don't set a goal, just live your life and enjoy your life. Well, with all due respect, if you don't have goals, if you don't have ideas of who you want to be and where you want to go, you're going to miss out on a lot of opportunity to be awesome. You're going to miss out on really fine-tuning and and amplifying your natural gifts and talents. If you don't have an idea of where you're going, you're not going to be able to exert your strengths in the world. And according to almost every employee survey and scientifically-backed psychological study. Those people who are happiest in their work are the people who get to exert their natural gifts and talents on a daily basis. Yeah, if you don't have the right job that allows you to do that, life is gonna look pretty dim. Your soul is gonna feel pretty dim. If I had to catalog some of the things we hear from the thousands of people we talk to on our career clarity calls every year, we talk to over 200 a month, sometimes 250, sometimes almost 300 people a month on these career clarity calls that are free. You can book a free call with me and my team for us to help you sort through your career and figure out what's going wrong, what's really in your way, and why you haven't progressed to the level that you want to. When we sort that out, we usually come up with a few things that are really going on in people's lives. And usually it's a series of missteps, mishaps, and perhaps just not being supported or recognized. And when that begins to happen the first time or the second time, it feels sort of like, well, that's just life. And if it starts to stack up, what happens is your soul starts to turn down and get dim because you have psychological defense mechanisms that are gonna begin to protect yourself. And those defense mechanisms sound sort of like this. I didn't really want to get that promotion anyway because I've got a family. I don't need to make $150,000 a year, 100 is fine. I didn't really want to be the boss anyway because bosses are jerks. I don't want to be that kind of person. Matter of fact, I'm not that kind of person. I'll never be that kind of person, so I guess I'll never be a boss. And who wants to be that anyway? Those are what the defense mechanisms and the rationalizations typically sound like. Sometimes they sound like, well, I guess I need a master's degree to get ahead and to move ahead in my career. Sometimes they sound like, well, you know, at this job I've been at for 20 years, I can at least leave to go to the dentist when I want to. As if that's the only employer on earth that's going to allow you to go to the dentist. You see, human beings, we're really creative and crafty that way, where we're going to create for ourselves rationalized stories that protect us from really acknowledging the fear and the discomfort that we have. That's how the human psychology works. And what happens over time is you build a really big fort to protect your soul and your heart from getting hurt. And that protective fort ends up looking like anxiety, frustration. You may not want to admit it, but anger. Isolation. Pouting, whining. Let's just call it this way, bitching about things. I have a woman in my kick-ass career workshop right now, the 12-week workshop that I have for the women who really want to make changes and take care of things once and for all. She's in the workshop, and as a matter of fact, she's, she's decided to retire Um, She wasn't sure what she was going to do when she joined the workshop, but between her and her husband and what they've been thinking about and planning about, she's decided that now is the time. Before she came into the workshop, she was thinking she was bailing out and taking the easy way out. But as she's gotten into her power and brought her soul back to life and really recognized who she is and what she wants, as a matter of fact, the first week or two that she started bringing her soul back to life, they offered her to design any job she wanted. And she began talking to some senior VPs and VPs in her company about her future in a way that had never happened before. It's not surprising to me that this happens because when you bring your soul back to life, people respond to you and look at you and interact with you and engage with you in very, very different ways than when you're protective and upset and and have all those defense mechanisms and that, cage around you protecting you so she melted that away and began to show her soul very shiny and bright she actually began to even speak better and be more articulate and helpful in how she was at work I noticed it on the coaching calls as well well she has a longtime friend and that longtime friend decided she didn't want to be friends with her anymore Because now my dear client is happy and excited about life and making choices and being deliberate in how she lives. And she and her husband are closer than ever. And she's happy about who she is. Well, her dear old friend doesn't like that version of her and has decided to basically break up with her as a friend. Now, I've seen this numerous times before, I actually had it happen to me. Years ago, when I got my first big job move, big promotion, making more money than I ever had made before and I was so excited, I took my best friend out to dinner. And in sharing my good news with her, which I didn't hold back and tell her the details of my new job title and responsibilities and the new salary I was making, she promptly got up from the dinner table, threw her napkin down, and said, how dare you? I was shocked. Replaying it right now and telling you the story, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked to this day. And that was over 30 years ago. It's funny how these emotional experiences stay with us and we can still feel the emotional content as if we're still sitting in that restaurant having that experience. And I am looking at the white tablecloth and watching the white napkin fling onto the table and having her march out, grab her purse, and we never spoke again. So my client's having the same experience with a good friend of hers. It's tragic how us human beings can react when one of our friends has happy news when they no longer are our bitch buddy and they no longer are getting fed in their negativity by us we've we've more or less pulled the cord on being connected into their negativity they liked it when we were negative and down on ourselves Not that that human being is evil or anything. It's just their habits and their patterns getting fed. So when my best friend walked out of that dinner and I was flabbergasted, I learned a lesson not to share. I learned a lesson to be more discreet with my success. And it took me a little while to sort through if success was worth it, if it meant losing my friends see, these are the other reasons why we don't follow through on our goals. Because many of us have experienced where we've done something great and wonderful and someone has shut us down, disregarded us, told us, how dare you? Or some other conflicting message that just didn't go along with our experience. And when we have that, we have now a massive conflict inside about success. I have so many clients in my workshop who tell me that one parent or another was so work-driven and so angry all the time that they didn't want to be successful because they saw their parent being angry and unhappy all the time. I got to admit, I was that way for a decent portion of my career as well. That colors the experience of the other people in our home. Well, if you're so unhappy, why are you working so hard? Well, because we have to pay the bills, and someone's got to pay for those fancy vacations, and someone's got to pay for the jeans you want, and someone's got to... becomes one big, long resentment. And then the anger creates isolation. And then that isolation creeps into the human psyche, and everyone in the family and the household is now not working together, not talking, not loving on each other. And if you have teenagers at home like I did for a portion of my career, it doesn't help them. One more thing to deal with if you're a busy, stressed out, anxiety-filled professional. Here's what I have to say to all of that. It doesn't have to be that way. When you bring your soul back to life, when you create your big why, when you have a roadmap as to where you're going and how to get there and you're surrounding yourself with positivity and positive people and experts and other people on your path, you create success in a container and in a life experience that feels good for you. And it feels good for others in your life. And yes, there will be those negative nillies who fall off. Because in truth, they never were your friend anyway. They were just a vampire sucking the energy out of you. And you didn't realize it because you weren't aware. And when you become aware those types of friends fall off. I've seen marriages come back together. I've seen mothers and their children get closer. Real close. Loving, supportive. You know, the thing I know to be true as well is if you've got children in your home, they're not missing anything. Even though you're hiding or isolating, they're not missing a thing. You can pretend. You can flop on the couch after dinner, turn on the TV and veg out. They know you're not happy. They see what your job is doing to you. And there's a big part of them, subconsciously probably, that's tucking that away and saying, I don't want that. So we also have to take responsibility, not just for our lives, but if we have children at home, we're telegraphing every single thing to them. Everything. Here's the thing. It doesn't have to be that way. You see, we can set goals and have a vision for who we want to be and how we want to be in this world. And we can be happy and grateful and feeling blessed. And we can live that way. I know so many human beings don't think that that's possible. They didn't have a role model for what that looks like. My dad was pretty successful when I was growing up. He was a bit of a quiet man at home. Unfortunately, and I love him very much, and he was a very talented, very loving father, but when he spoke, it was usually out of frustration or anger that we weren't doing something right. I know it's sort of sad he left this earth about two years ago, and um, he loved his family. He didn't always know how to express it. so I learned at a very young age to do better, to be better, and there was a bit of a not enough pattern in there that I had to learn how to uh, how to alleviate. It's a work in progress as I live my life. To be doing and being and not coming from a place of not enough. You see, that's the other reason why our plans don't pan out and our goals don't happen. Because if it's based on the premise that I'm not enough and therefore I must do more, we're coming out of lack and scarcity and that doesn't fuel a darn thing. Lack and scarcity does not fuel anything. It takes away from things. It's a suck. It's a leech. It's a drawing the good away. So if you're going to work every day and working your tail off extra hours, staying late, going in early, if it's coming from lack, you feel depleted and you can't drink enough coffee to overcome that. And what happens is that creates such a chronic anxiety pattern that you can't sleep either. Now you have a double whammy. Can't sleep, can't drink enough coffee to overcome your I'm not enough. And you certainly can't drink enough coffee to overcome the not sleeping and the I'm not enough because that's not going to work. And if you do try to do that, eventually the caffeine's going to catch up to you and that's going to create some other side effects. And then the chronic stress pattern that keeps you up at night and the depletion that's go- ongoing because of your self-talk is going to create a metabolic syndrome. Maybe not in your 30s or 40s, but it'll catch up to you and you'll start to gain weight and you have some high blood pressure and some low-line blood sugar problems and the illnesses start to creep in and you just say to yourself, yeah, I guess it's just middle age. The wear and tear on the body is much more rapid when you have negative self-talk. I got breast cancer when I was 46. And I had to have both breasts removed. Constructive surgery. And over the next couple of years after that it was uh, sort of one body breakdown after the next I was slowly getting my soul back and slowly beginning to learn who I was at the core and beginning to let go of some of the negative patterns that I had through most of my career and when I started bringing that back I was able to have more meaningful connection with people at work I was able to be a stronger, powerful version of myself without being an absolute raving boss. And that's an ongoing lesson as well. In the second half of the show, I'm going to talk about how we fix this problem. How can we fix the, I'm not getting ahead, I don't have my plans coming together, my life isn't what I want it to be. I'm going to give you some very practical solutions. I'm going to give you some really practical solutions to bringing your soul back and your life back on track when we come back for the second half of the show. This is Coach Mo Fall, and we're here to bring your soul to work. Listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And we're back. We're talking about how are your plans going? And in the first half, I broke down a lot of the reasons why our plans don't come together and some of the pitfalls that happen with us human beings. Having an experience here on this planet, living life, being spiritual beings, but at the same time, mostly feeling like we're living a day-to-day existence in these physical suits. Here's the thing, your soul, wants to expand, and it wants more joy in life. The only reason why you want something more is to have more joy. And you get more joy by having more freedom, and you get more freedom, frankly, by experiencing more and having control of your decisions, of the things that you get to do. When you have control over the type of car that you purchase, it's more fun. When you have control over the types of vacations that you take, it's more fun. When you have control over the dresser that you buy for your master bedroom, it's more fun. When you're living life and having all of those decisions being made in some constraints and scarcity and fear and lack and have-tos and shoulds, you're not having that much fun. And then your rational brain's going to say, Mo, it doesn't matter what kind of my dresser is. doesn't matter what kind of car I drive. It's just transportation. It's not true. It's not true. There's not a single person that gets into a really cool car that doesn't say, wow, this is cool. And if you're so damn skeptical and cynical and shut down that you may not have had that experience or you can't imagine that experience well then i say you got to find more joy in your life because being in a really cool fun fancy car is a lot of fun i don't care if you don't like cars or if they're not that important to you being in a car like that is fun going on a nice vacation is fun being able to choose a restaurant you want to go to because it's where you want to go to and it's something you've never done and you get to treat your love interest to a special dinner is a lot of fun now granted you could go have a picnic and go to the beach or go to some pastor pastor (laughs) some open field or something and have a great picnic and not have it cost money I get that but the freedom to do that the freedom to be able to choose not having a picnic and going to the grocery store to fill up a picnic basket for 10 bucks, which is all well and good. But if that's what you have to do, because that's the money you have, that's not as much fun. Just calling it out. It's not. If you're making your decisions because you have to, because you have a constraint or lack, it's not as much fun. So here's the thing. I want you to have fun. Your soul wants to have fun. Your soul wants to expand. I'm going to tell you something. The women I see in my workshop, when they get their souls on fire, lit up, and totally rocking it, they do things in their life that they've always done, but now they're more fun. We have a woman in our workshop. She's there not even two weeks. She had an interview yesterday. She wore an outfit she would have never worn on an interview. And it was cool. She looked great. She looked fantastic. She put a picture in our uh, private Facebook group that it's just for the members of our workshop. And she was rocking it. This woman has been beat down and lost her last three jobs in a way that she feels pretty worthless. But we're the lifeline. The lifeboat pulled up next to her on a clarity call. And she jumped in and said, let's go. I'm sick and tired of living this way. In two weeks, she's interviewing for a job. And she's rocking her outfit. And she's feeling great. She's speaking up. She's owning her truth. And she's beginning to see that she is awesome. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly What happens when the soul gets a chance to shine and she has shut her soul down? And you know what her husband said to her when she was investing in our workshop? Honey, it's about time you did something for yourself. And I love when I hear that from the husbands of the women who come into the workshop. The stories I hear from their husbands are just amazing. Now, a little tip to the husbands. Sometimes the husbands say, you can do this on your own. You can get a new job. You can do this. You can do that. Why don't you just do this or that? Darling, if they could have done it on their own, they would have done it. Sometimes it takes some different techniques and someone to help pull them forward. Not everyone can figure it out. And women have different needs in being successful at work than men do, far different, vastly different. It's a whole different ballgame. One of the reasons why women lag behind in the corporate world is because we don't lean into certain things that men do naturally. It's also a function of how the female brain gets to develop and be so exquisite in people skills and emotional intelligence the female brain develops a lot differently than the male brain and for that reason we process the world vastly different now women might think that they're taking things too personally or too emotionally or they care about things too much so we judge negatively how we are put together and developed because it doesn't work as easily in the corporate world I get that But here's the thing, when we change the story, when we set some goals and visions for how we can be and who we can be in the world, it's an asset. But if we don't know how to do that, it becomes a liability. So, in order to get your goals and your plans supercharged, you need to have some plans that allow you to feel what it's going to feel like and have fun when you get there. If you've driven to a destination in your car that was not going to be a fun experience you know the dread of having to go somewhere that you don't want to go matter of fact many people feel that when they drive to work every morning but I'm talking about a grander destination if you live in Chicago and you want to drive across a few states to get to the Grand Canyon for vacation you're thinking about the Grand Canyon destination. You're not thinking about having to drive through Kansas. Now you might be thinking I'm gonna have to drive through Kansas to get to where I'm going and how can I enjoy being in Kansas for overnight, sure. But that's not gonna stop you. But if you're laying out a vision for your life, oh, someday I wanna be vice president, yeah. Someday I wanna be vice president if you lay out that goal and ambition for yourself, you know you're going to have to go to senior manager and director on your way there. There's something you got to do to make those shifts. And if you don't have those plans and those strategies in place, the vice president thing is not going to happen. It's just like if you're driving from Chicago to the Grand Canyon, you're going to have to plan for some gas stops and some food stops and perhaps an overnight. If you don't plan for that, you're going to go hungry. If you don't plan to stop to sleep, you're going to maybe fall asleep at the wheel, crash into something. And an observer might say, what were they thinking? So your plans for your life and your career are no different. So right now, I want you to think about what it is that you want in your life. What do you want? Do you want to get your health back? Do you want to get a promotion at work? Do you want to have more joy? Do you want to have a new relationship? Do you want to go on a vacation with your family? What is it that you want? Give yourself a couple of things. I was just uh, with my coach uh, yesterday, and... um... There's four things I want to get cracking at for the rest of this year. I want to get my book out there. I want to get my health back. Last year was a rough year for me health-wise. I want to have a certain number of human beings who I raise up their souls in my workshop. And I want to enjoy the vacations I have booked this year. Not just go on them. I want to enjoy them. I want to have more joy in my life, particularly trips. Sometimes I can see vacations or trips as kind of like transactional experiences. I don't mean it to be that way, but sometimes I don't take a breath and dive in for joy. So that's what I want. What do you want? What are your plans? What's this year look like for you? Go ahead and write it down right now. Do it. (laughs) You're not going to do it later. You won't. You'll get busy. You'll get caught up. Something will happen. Do it right now. If you're driving, pull off to the side and spend five minutes thinking about your life, for God's sake. Isn't it worth it? If you're eating lunch right now or at work or whatever, just pull a piece of paper out. Remember back in the day, we used to rummage through our purse and pull out an envelope and write on the back of an envelope. Or put these notes in your phone, although you better print it out so you can see it someday. So much is now embedded in our phone that we don't see the light of day on certain things. How many photos do we have in there? Yeah, we show people when we flick through our phone, but they're really like stuck in there. I don't want the plans for your life to be stuck in your phone. Bring them out. Bring them out to see the light of day. Write them on a piece of good old-fashioned paper with a good old-fashioned pen. Give yourself three things that you really want this year. Three things this year. If it's a new career, a new job, exiting gracefully, making more money, something like that, that's awesome. We can help you with that if you'd like. We can also help you if you want to bring your soul back to life. You want to have a better relationship with your partner or your kids. That's partly what we do on the way to getting your new career, your new job. We help you with that too. I'm not in the vacation business, but I'll tell you what, when you bring your soul back to life, when you bring your soul back into its awesomeness, you're going to enjoy everything else in your life. We see this a lot with the women in our workshop. They go on trips or vacations or uh A business trip and now they're enjoying the city that they're going to now they're able to have fun in life rather than just hit the grind do the thing they're supposed to in and out I traveled a lot in the last eight years of my career and there were only a few trips that we enjoyed the city or took a tour to the zoo or something like that we were too busy working too busy with our meetings so now that you have the things that you want to accomplish and do this year, next to each one, give yourself the reason why. Go ahead. Give yourself the reason why. Why is it that you want to get a promotion at work? Don't worry about why. Just answer the question. Why might be because you want more money. Why might be because you want to be respected and have more responsibility and you want to be more of a contributor and you want to make decisions and you want to be a part of the team that moves things forward. That's all cool and great. Don't feel bad about that, please. Feel excited. Let your heart and soul get stirred up to a level of excitement, anticipation. It's okay. It's what makes it worthwhile. Why do you want to get more fit or healthy? You don't just want to go to the gym so you can exercise on the treadmill or lift some weights. That's not why. Why is because you want to feel healthy. You want to feel that your body is strong. You want to feel that when you walk, you have good muscle tone and that you're strong and vital. Perhaps you want to have more energy for your kids or grandkids. or Perhaps you want to have your sex life come back. All of these things are really good reasons why to get healthy. If you're going to go to the gym on a regular basis, you better have a darn big why. Because it can be the grind if you just do it to do it. And don't just do it to lose weight. Why do you want to lose weight? You want to feel better? You want to fit into some clothes? You want to look awesome for that wedding you've got this summer? Give yourself a deep emotional reason why. Deeply emotional. Otherwise, your goals will be... They'll they'll die on the vine in 60 days, 30 days, two weeks, one week, as soon as we get off this radio show. Give yourself a really big why. And the why boils down to an emotional payoff that you're going to get. I want to feel a certain way. That's why we do anything. If you want a new car, it's because of how you want to feel driving it. Yeah, nice cars are cool. I like cars a lot. I've had some really fun, cool cars I like having fun, cool cars. I like driving a fast car. I like experiencing a car that feels great to drive. It's fun for me. I know it's not fun for everyone. That's okay. But actually driving a nice car is fun for everyone. Trust me on this. Promotions are fun because you get more money. You get more, responsibility you get a voice at the table and you get to contribute at a higher level and you're recognized for being smart and awesome and having great ideas that's fun being fit is fun because then you can go on vacation and do anything you can play with your grandkids or your kids you can run in a race you can go on a vacation and do stuff that other people can't do whatever it's fun it's freeing it's liberating all right, so now that we have goals and we have really good reasons why, good motivation, good juicy stuff, and if your why motivations aren't juicy enough, juice it up. What emotional payoff are you going to get? That's the fuel of a goal, the emotional payoff. And this is what a lot of goal setting doesn't have going for it, because if you're not in the emotional realm, of the payoff. It's just an intellectual exercise. It doesn't feel good and it's not going to happen. And if it does happen, it's going to be a lot of effort and struggle and stress. (sighs) That's not how to live a life. Living a beautiful, bountiful life means having fun and joy and experiences, engagement, love, appreciation. That's what we're going for on the goals. Okay. So the next thing you want to do here is take some action. If You want a new job. You got to take some action. If you want to go on a fun cool vacation, you got to take some action. If you want to have a more fit body and feel more vitally vibrant and physically free, you're going to have to take action. You're going to have to move in accordance with those goals. And when you move in accordance with those goals, with the same feeling that you want to achieve, if you make your action steps include the feeling you want to achieve, you're going to have more success achieving your goals. This is tricky because this would be basically exercising and enjoying it. Oh, How do you do that well if you want to exercise and enjoy your exercise maybe do it with a friend perhaps exercise in an environment that you're going to enjoy whenever I go into an exercise slump and need to get out of it I get myself a new pair of exercise shoes because I like having new exercise shoes it's fun And then I have brand-new shoes that feel good and look good on my feet, and it's fun. See, this isn't very complicated. You just have to have good strategies. Now, over the years of exercising since I was a little girl, I've crafted strategies to help me get back on track. I I broke my foot in August, and I've sort of had an on-and-off exercise pattern since my foot healed Uh, Just about the same time we moved in November. So it's been kind of off and on since then. And uh, I've had to invoke those strategies again, to be honest. I've had to get creative again. And I'm working my way back toward that. So that's what we do to achieve the vision of a next level version of ourselves. Now if you look at all three of those goals and you combine them together in your mind, you're going to be able to craft for yourself a vision of what your life looks like with the fitness, with the vacation, with the new job, or whatever else you wrote on the page. So now what I'd like you to do is to give yourself a story about how magnificent your life is. When all of that is going on, and it's true, and it's real, and it's where you're at. Because here's the other thing that happens that kills our plans and goals. We stay in the energy of I don't have it yet. So you've got to create the vision the feeling of what your life is like with all of that going on with all of it completed with all of it now part of your experience where you're living in the life of the new job feeling fit and having had the vacation where you're literally in the space of life of your life having all of those experiences and all of that reality being now. So write that story. Yeah, write it. Now, if you can't write it now, or if you just get started, I'm going to tell you write version two tonight before you go to bed. Because when you write that story right before you go to bed, shut your eyes, and drift off into your subconscious and how your brain processes and pulls together your experiences. During that time, you're literally embedding the thoughts and feelings that you had during the day. You're like sealing them in, and especially the thoughts and feelings that you had right before you drifted off. If you drift off thought-feeling energy of worry and anxiety and stress and not enough, you're going to be embedding all of that. Into your soul, and you're gonna wake up unhappy, and you're gonna dread another day, and you're gonna drag your feet across the floor to the bathroom, and you're gonna do your thing first thing in the morning, and you're gonna ugh and moan all the way to the coffee pot. Don't live that life one more day, please, for your own self. Don't live that day of dragging your arse across your house with an oh my god life sucks type of attitude thought feeling energy you can stop it right now today by crafting a better story for who you are and what you want in your life you don't have to have one more morning where your plans aren't coming together where you're focused on lack and scarcity, where you're telling yourself negative, bad things about yourself. You don't have to have one more minute, one more hour, one more day, one more week, one more month, or one more year of that same old, same old version of that version of you. You get to decide every single minute to do it differently. Will you? Will you decide that your life is worth it? Will you decide that you have within your control, because you're the only one who does, that your plans, your desires, your ambitions, your thoughts and visions of who you can be When that is the number one priority in your life you will be on the road to that better version of you and the only way you will sustain the drive is by shining your soul and bringing that soul back to life bringing the joy back into you now it's not dependent On the goal achieved the goal achieved is dependent on you feeling that way imagine that reality because that is how your creator put this world together your creator put the world together that what you're not changing you're choosing so begin to change What your life looks like by crafting strong plans, strong ideas with really powerful whys and really, really powerful story of what your life looks like. Now, this is the stuff we get involved in and we help our ladies in our kick-ass workshop and we dive into really deep into getting that soul lit back. Most people need that level of expert help to get done what we just talked about today. So if you're, really, if you're ready to really dive in and make this happen for you, we're here to help you if you'd like. You can absolutely do everything we just talked about on the show. If you'd like to get started, go ahead and book yourself a free career clarity call. Visit us at mofall.com me clarity And I'll see you next week, next time and bring your soul to work here on Unity Radio. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.